For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates, and it's the Friday wrap-up show. This is becoming one of my favorite shows of the week because I get a chance to bring four or five, sometimes six, seven people together who have never met, and it's like having a dinner party. It's we sit around and we celebrate life and each other, and we get to know each other on a level that we probably never would have done otherwise. And I have five incredible people waiting in the wings. Uh, four of them uh, are very special people in my life, and one that I'm actually meeting for the first time today. And I will explain a little later uh, why we are meeting her for the first time today, because there's a special significance about what today is all about and why she has joined our show. So I'm thrilled that she said yes to being here today, uh, someone that I am meeting for the first time. Uh, it's been a difficult week for all of us. Um, I have cried so much this week, and uh, I hope that for the next hour uh, that we can hopefully uh, enjoy each other, even though we know that there's still a lot of hurt in the world. Uh, I am also in the second stage uh, of grief, and uh, there's a lot of anger. Uh, but I'm trying to let go of that. I see that I've got so many incredible friends that are watching tonight. So thank you for being here. Thank you so for supporting me. Um, I also want to let you know that tonight, and I very rarely, if ever, do this, but tonight is a double header because after this show at seven o'clock tonight, I am going to have the incredible Linda Clifford on the show. Some of you may remember her from her big disco hit of If They Could See Me Now, how many times I danced on the disco floor to that song, uh, giving away my age, but I did. I would go home after work, take a disco nap. Uh, yes, I did. And then go out and dance all through the night. And anytime that song, no matter how tired I was, if I heard Linda Clifford, I was on the dance floor dancing. So the fact that I'm going to get a chance to sit and celebrate her tonight is so exciting. So I hope that you'll all come back. I'm going to have my disco shirt on and uh, hopefully a disco ball. And we're going to celebrate and really get a chance to know her. So Danielle is here, who I just absolutely love and adore. She just won one of our very special prizes last uh, Sunday night uh, with Ava Cherry. Tonight, we're going to give away something else. I think that I'm going to give away, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you right now what it is, but uh, a little later, I'll share what I'm going to give away. So Danielle, you pick our first number of the night. It's going to be uh, one through five. Danielle will decide who our first guest is. And we think of this as let's make a deal. Someone's behind one of those boxes and I'm going to bring that person up. So uh, we will bring that first guest up. And speaking of let's make a deal, tomorrow afternoon at 12 noon, my guest is Joanna Gleason. What does Joanna Gleason have to do with let's make a deal? Her father was Monty Hall. So 
Uh, I'm still waiting for Danielle's number. As soon as that comes in, uh, we will know who our first guest is. Uh, one through five, we're going to find out who that is. And of course, uh, our uh, hashtag today is self-expression. And I am all about self-expression. Uh, Danielle, Danielle, uh, she says door number four. And that is my dear friend, Phyllis Kinsler. So you're our first guest today. Hi there, Richard. And, uh, it's so good that you're here. Thank you for uh, asking and I am thrilled that you're here. I always begin our shows by asking who or what are you celebrating today? Uh, well, I'm celebrating the fact, number one, that I'm here. That's that I'm here with you and that I'm here to begin with. Um, it's It's been a, as you suggested, it's been a tough week uh, for several reasons. Yesterday would have been my 45th wedding anniversary had Jerry survived. However, uh, I'm here and that's that's what I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating me. Well, let's talk a little bit about what brought us together yesterday because you were online because on yesterday's show, we celebrated the latest CD of Jeff Harner, who I know is very, very special to you. Yes, he um, is. And uh, have you heard the new CD yet? Am I allowed to say yes? Yes, you are. <laughs> yes. I, I would I be have. surprised if you hadn't. I have. I have. Isn't it incredible? As a matter of fact, Richard, what I am also celebrating that tomorrow, is it tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow will be 20 years that Jeff and I met. So that's just, that's what to celebrate also. So it's all about celebrating. See, and he's probably going to kill me for saying that. No, no, there's a lot. I, I, what, now, why would he? I'm sure that he is celebrating the very same thing. I hope so. I mean, you when you find a friend in life, like he has found in you and you have found in him, uh, there's nothing better. So God bless you both. Well, um, I asked you to find three things that happened on this date. I so did. you are lucky because you're number one. And okay. you know, and so if anyone else has the same things, they're gonna be scrambling to find three new things. There you go. So, but you are number one. So okay. three things that happened on this date. Okay. In 1927, the Ford Motor Company ceased manufacture of the Model T. So that had to have been a big, big deal. Yes, right? absolutely. Okay. And then this means something to me because I worked around the corner from this. In 1930, I didn't work there then, though. In, in 1930, the 1,046-foot Chrysler building in New York City was, the, at that time, was the tallest man-made structure, and it opened to the public in that year on this day. And then in 1937, in California, the Golden Gate Bridge opened to pedestrian traffic. Wow. It's yeah. interesting that you went with man-made uh, industrial items, you know, instead of like Broadway shows or, which is what I thought that you would go for. Very interesting. <laughs> um, it, it, there was a lot to choose from. And I actually highlighted quite a few because who know who knew where I was going to end up in this? Well, uh, thank day. you for those. Now, um, 
I began the shows with a surprise question. It's a question that I haven't even looked at. I still haven't looked at it. So the surprise question today is, what's your, what's your dream job if money didn't matter? Wow. Um, I've had many wonderful jobs in my life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the best or the most interesting, I have to say, was what I've already had. I was the secretary to Colonel John Glenn when he went up into space. Wow. Yeah. I worked as a civilian for the Marine Corps at headquarters in Washington. And um, it was amazing. Wow. Was. Well, that is amazing. So you get the uh, to pick our next guest and you uh, pick box one through four. I'm going to go with two. And that is uh, Jeff Gans. Oh, my goodness. Hello, yeah. everybody. And I, uh, Jeff, you and Phyllis are meeting for the first time. Great to meet you, Phyllis. Uh, Jeff has been celebrated on this platform before. And as I say, and I truly mean this, Jeff, you are always worth uh, celebrating. Oh, uh, you have been uh, getting to know you. Uh, through not only uh, having the pleasure of interviewing you, but your constant support of what I do and being there and the incredible people that you've had the pleasure of working with. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, because what you do here is many, many breaths of fresh air. Well, And it's very, very important to people that, are open to the experience of letting you in. So I'm going to jump off of what Phyllis just said for a moment. Um, you, you, she had this incredible dream job of working uh, with Glenn, but you have this incredible dream job of, uh, I mean, how many instruments do you play, by the way? Um, well or dabble? <laughs> a, a little bit of both. I would say that the, the two that I go out in public feeling confident about are bass first and drums second, and as a vocalist concurrently. Okay, so let's start with bass. Three okay, uh, bass. Who were the top three people, with all respect to all that you played with, that you would say that you've had the pleasure of playing for or with? Well, I think the best thing for me to do here is to. Uh, take from my resume and make them as polarized as possible. Okay. So that would be um, Rita Moreno, Johnny Winter, and the Village People. Wow. <laughs> okay. And then next instrument. Drums. Okay. Uh, three artists you've had the pleasure of playing with. Um, the Times. Um, a lot of uh, Peter Duchin. If you want to call them artists, you know the great band leader. Yes, of course. And, um, let me think of who else I played for. Uh, well, freelance, you know, freelance. A lot of private parties and blues bands, and and um, recording sessions, things like that. And vocalist. Vocalists. I'm sorry. You mean say who the vocalist? Now, you, I mean, do you, I mean, you, I mean. Were you joking when you said vocalist for yourself? I'm a vocal. I'm a vocalist. Yes. Yeah. But who have you had the pleasure of singing with? And and I always like to say they've had the pleasure of singing with you. Well, so 
kind. Yes. So who name three vocalists who have had the pleasure of singing with you? Singing with me. Okay. Um Nina Hennessy, who you oh, have the show. Yes. yes. Um with Johnny, I was is I was uh featured on some vocals during his set, and with Roy Buchanan, a very famous uh iconic guitarist. Mm-hmm. I was also I also did several songs during his set. In addition to the private parties and things, you know, that I, that I was telling you about. Now, if you had not gone into the world of music, have you ever thought about another career path that you possibly could have gone down? You know what I would have loved to do, and I've wanted to do it since I was a kid, is be a radio DJ. But So I had little broadcast, like, you know, uh, crystal radio things that would transmit, you know, five whole feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I sort of had a mentor in that. I mean, um, do you know who Kathy Lynn Hayes is? Yes, absolutely. Well, her brother Mike and I went to school together, and we were in the dorm at school, and he was also very much of a tech head. And so he would, like, invent these little transmitters, and I would play DJ and play all my favorite records. I mean, even when I was a young kid, I used to, um, you know, broadcast my radio show out the window in Bethesda, Maryland, much to the chagrin of my neighbors. Uh, Well, I know Bethesda, Maryland very well. Uh, Now, before we bring our next guest on, you get to tell us three things that happened on this date. Okay. On May 27th, 1943, the ballpoint pen was invented. (laughs) You you know, it's so funny because everybody, I'm I'm just uh, really relieved that Phyllis did the three things that I did not look, you know. (laughs) Well, somebody, I think think you pulled uh, somebody's because I I just saw someone's hands just go up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Andre 3000 from Outcast was born on May 27th, 1975. And I didn't get the exact year date, but Lee Merriweather was born on May 27th. Wow. Lee Merriweather and I actually spoke on the phone a few times, but wow. we, never, uh, we never got around to doing an interview. So hopefully it'll happen. Uh, we've played phone tag with each other. But her scheduling, my scheduling, and making it happen just have never happened. It was 1935, if you want to know. Thank you. Yes. So so you get to pick our next number, one through three. I would say this one. Number Number one. one, And I am meeting for the first time, and that's Kate Cronin. So, Kate, first of all, welcome. We are meeting for the first time. Kate is a hairstylist. And today is National uh, Hairstylist Mental Health Day. Uh, And it's an interesting day because those of us, and I mentioned this, you know, before we went live, is that this morning I went to get a haircut. And uh, while I was getting a haircut, uh, my hairstylist, uh, who has a 10-year-old son, uh, the 10-year-old son came in. And because of what just happened in Texas, I got very emotional uh, seeing her son and the love between the two of them. And I lost it. And she consoled me. And it was apropos because of today, because I'm sure, Kate, that you hear so many stories from many of your uh, 
customers. And I'm sure that because of that, that many of your customers come back to you, not only because of your expertise as a hairstylist, uh, but because of your heart, your shoulder, uh, and the fact that you're able to uh, be there emotionally for them as well. Yeah, I would definitely say that. I mean, as a hairdresser, you're you're really um, get really close with your guests, and you know they definitely become friends. And you're there for all of their important moments, and for all of the moments that are uh, not great in their life too. So, you know, weddings, births, deaths, uh, special occasions, first haircuts for their kids. So, you know, it's. It's one of those things where it's it's really a truly special relationship. So what was it about this profession that pulled you in? Well, I wanted to be an artist. And my mom told me that if I was an artist, I would end up doing crack under a bridge. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff and I will attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, so that was kind of like thrown out. Um, you know, I was I was basically told, no, that's not happening. Try again. And then I decided I wanted to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist um, or sociologist. I wanted to, I, I always loved people and I always loved um, psychology and all of that. And then uh, my mother said, well, no, because then you'll live in an apartment with 12 cats and you won't be able to afford anything. So you can't do well, that. Your mother had a lot to say about whatever profession she you were had going. a lot to say. The, the, really what she wanted is she wanted me to be a nurse. And she was determined that I was going to be a nurse. And so she basically told me that if I went to school, and mind you, I'm not sure why I listened to all of this, but at the time when you're coming out of school and you're going into college, you're just like, okay. So I ended up starting to take pre prerequisites for nursing because she just kind of pushed me into it a little bit. Um, she's very, you know, that woman could tell ice to an Eskimo. Let me just throw that out there. Like, she will get, she just, she has a way about her. She's very convincing. So I, I did take classes to be, you know, I first took my first prereqs to be a nurse. And one of those was an EMT course. And um, at the end of the EMT course, I passed it and I witnessed a car accident. And I remember her looking at me and I said, wow, that looks really bad. I hope the ambulance gets here soon. And <laughs> she was like, you just took your, go help them. And I was like, I was like, oh, oh, that's right. I, I'm supposed to help, be helping these people. And then that was kind of like, I got up there and I was like, oh no, I can't do this. This is, this is. Are, are you, but are you good under pressure? Um, under pressure in my, in, in my arena? Yes. Uh, under life and death? No, no one is going to die from bad bangs. So like, <laughs> there are many people who think uh, otherwise, though. No, I do know that the, the emotional, I mean, you might get PTSD from bad things, <laughs> but you're not going to die. You're not actually going to die. So it's, you know, I, I have had two instances. Uh, once I was, you know, I had a very dear friend of mine who uh, fell, uh, Phyllis and Jeff, I don't know if the two of you have been, maybe you too, Kate, have been to, uh, Shea Josephine in New York City. The bathrooms are at the top of the stairs. And a friend of ours went to the uh, to go to the bathroom. He was 81 years old at the time. Oh no. And he slipped at the top of the stairs and when he slipped, 
he grabbed the planter at the top of the stairs and he fell all the way down the stairs and he fell to the bottom of the stairs and the planter fell back on him. Oh boy. And I immediately jumped up to, uh, to save him. And I was with Julie Budd having dinner with her and her fiance at the time was uh, a doctor. He actually thought that I was a doctor because of how I jumped into action with uh, him. And then in one other incident, I was with Barry Levitt when Barry Levitt literally died at my feet, you know, uh, unfortunately. And, uh, but in both instances, I went into this mode of having to do what I need to do in those instances, and it, which amazed me that I never thought that I would be able to do those things. So I guess that if, when you're put into those situations, I think whether you think that you're prepared for it or not, you actually, your mind goes into an area that you don't even think that you can go into. So I think you might surprise yourself and your mom sometimes. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, with motherhood, it definitely, that happens. You know, you just take care of business and you don't think about it, just do it. Um, but at that point in my life, uh, it definitely was <coughs> definitely secure the fact that I should not be a nurse. So, so um, before we bring on our next guest, you get to pick, uh, well, you get to tell us what uh, three things happen on this date. Okay, I had to, I had to, well, I had to take a picture of these because I was like, you know, time, in 1933, Walt Disney released The Three Little Pigs. And wow. I'm a big Disney wow. fan, so I, I do like that. So I like Disney. Me too. And uh, let's see here. There was, um, in 1977, which is the year I was born, so I was like, you know, uh, the uh, British punk band Sex Pistols released the God Save the Queen. And was shortly banned. And then, uh, let's see here. I don't, okay, 1979, uh, Apocalypse Now was released. Wow. That was the year I moved to New York. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to pick either one or two. I picked two. Okay. And you happen to know this guest. You want to introduce her? Oh, is it Rose? It's Rosie. Now, Rosie is my assistant. Rosie helps line up a lot of the guests for the show. And yep. Rosie is my right-hand person. She is there. She yep. uh, goes through ups, downs, everything. Mm -hmm. She's my support system. Uh, we go through, Rosie and I go through everything together. Yes, uh, like Today I was I didn't look at the instructions because I was too busy trying to look for guests. Not even I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but you're here now. Yes, I'm so, here. So yeah. Rosie, um, yeah. what would be your dream job if you know if there if money was not an issue? If money was not an issue, um actually I always wanted to own a florist shop. Yeah, I, I like flowers. I, I like creating and, and having and the smell and, and having them come in and it just I love it. I just love it. It makes me happy. Yeah. That's great. And it, yeah, yeah. So, so you also uh, now how did you and Kate know each other? Because you brought Katie to me today. So speaking of guests. 
Yeah. Well, in 2009, I was, okay, I'll, I was getting married huh, to a woman. <laughs> so I found Kate and I said, I, I want my hair to look a certain way. <laughs> and this is how, and I brought her a picture. It was just, it, it actually it was a Sharon Osbourne thing. And I said, it has to look this way, but, but I have a picture of it. But, and Kate was like, oh my God, everybody loved my hair. It was perfect. And I, and then I lost track of Kate in after those years and, and then I found her again and I'm happy I did. Well, that's great. So yeah. what are the three things that happened on this date that you brought to us today? Okay. I, well, I, I looked it up. It said Vincent Price was born. That's right. Um, in 1911, the duo Gilbert and Sullivan, well, Gilbert passed away. Mm. Um, and in 1966, Sergeant Pepper was number one. Wow. The, wow. the Beatles. Yeah. Wow. These are all great things that you're all bringing today. Yeah. So do you want to tell everybody about our next guest? Our next guest. Oh, Tess LaBella. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My Tess, I call I call you her my Tess. She's you tell them about Tess, and then I'll tell them about my Tess. Okay. Well, well, she she is uh, she is the voiceover for Richard Skipper celebrates when you hear when you you know in the beginning of the show and then even at the end of the show, right, Richard? That's right. I think. Yeah. And she's just special. She's my angel on my shoulder every day. She, we check in every day, and uh, and that's why I call her my Tess because she makes my day. Oh, so, uh, Rosie. <laughs> Tesla Bella, Charlo, uh, uh, Leo Rodriguez, uh, mm -hmm. and Lisa Rodrigo, who is uh, in the wings watching. Uh, I think of us not as a team or uh, you know, uh, you know, a but a, a family. Yeah. Uh, and we are uh, we check in with each other every morning. Uh, Tess. Uh, I begin my day. I get a text from her. She's got uh, Instagram messages. I've got, uh, I'm a very, uh, as you all know, I live off of positivity. Uh, and we send each other positive messages each morning. And it starts our day off on the right foot. Mm -hmm. And it, But when we have those moments where we're slipping and we're crying and we're putting <laughs> uh, our hair out and everything, we reach out to each other, and it's it's great that we have that support system. And yes, Tess, uh, she's uh, Aunt Marion to me. She's, <laughs> uh, and uh, she, I, I just can't imagine all of this journey that we're on without Tess and Rosie uh, by my side. So thank you both uh, for being here, and I love you both. I love, I love you. you too. Thank you. I love you. And I love our team and our family that we've created. And I feel very privileged to sit here with all of you today with such great energy and joy with like so much going on in the world. And happy anniversary, Phyllis. Oh, thank you, Tess. Special thank hug. And, kiss and Tess you. also wrote this book oh. called Mary Witchmas, which everybody yeah. get. It's available in your favorite uh, booksellers. Get this, if there are any children in your life, get this book for them. The holidays will be here before you know it. And if you order them now, it, it, it I mean, just, I want to show you. I'm just going to open up to any random page. Okay. And you'll see how- It's, it's adorable. 
Kate would love this. Um, oh my God. I, I was thinking that. I was like, I have to go get these. I have, I'd probably need oh. like <laughs> Mary Witch. Yeah, it's adorable. Mary, can I make a suggestion, Kate? Yeah. And forgive me, Tess. This sure. should be in your salon. Everybody oh. should, people in your store should be able to buy these books in your salon. And Tess did not put me up to that. I did not. <laughs> um, I've got grandkids story. that will devour that. No, it is incredible. I'm giving this to kids and it's just, it, it, it's an incredible, incredible book. And you can go and check out the interview that I did with them on demand. It's here. So, uh, so Tess, what yes. would be your, uh, I know that uh, you are going to be doing those voiceover commercials uh, from coast to coast, but if money was no object and if you were not in this business, Right. What other profession would you have gone into? Well, you said that this was like coming, you know, to somebody's house for dinner. So first of all, I don't know what you're serving, but whatever you are, I'm having it. That's number one. I am all about food. Food yes. is everything. Food, food, and more food. There can never be yes. enough food. So the dream job for me would be that I would have a travel food show and I would oh, no. go all over the world and teach cooking like go to different places and take kids and teach them how to cook i that would be the ultimate teach them how to make homemade macaroni i'm an italian american i love my heritage i love the food we make i mean i love italian food but i cook everything so mm, i know the joy, the joy <laughs> in doing that it, that's a dream job but That's incredible. Still, the dream, you know, I, I can't tell you how much, I don't know. I love cooking with the grandchildren. I can't wait to teach them how to do all these, you know, recipes handed down through the generations. Do yeah. they love your gravy? They love so, it. And so, I'm so glad you said gravy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Way to go, Jeff. Yes. So Sauce. <laughs> sauce, sauce, gravy, gravy, sauce. So, Tess, what are the three day things that happened on this date that you brought to us? Well, darling, did you know that the first chess tournament was held in London? Bloody good. How about that? And then, you know, another Italian-American from Jersey, the OG. Old Blue Eyes. The guy who knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy. The chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra had his first TV debut on NBC's Star Spangled Review. Wow. And the last one, the German Bismarck sunk. But wow. Wow. 1941 on this day. Wow. Well, now we're going to... Now we are going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate <laughs> the holidays that happen on Yay. this day. And I'm going to, uh, these are things that are going to surprise a lot of you. Okay. So okay. Uh, the first thing is, this is cellophane tape day. Did you know this? No. So Phyllis, cellophane tape. Is this, do you use a lot of cellophane tape? <laughs> a lot of? No, I don't use a lot of. But, uh, well, when was the last time that you used cellophane tape? Actually, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth celebrating. Oh, this has to be good. Okay. Okay. I, I was trying to seal an envelope, and it didn't want to seal, so I taped it closed. 
And you probably didn't even think about cellophane tape as you were using it. Didn't. Just reached for it there. It's always here. And I used it. Wow. Uh, as my friend John Spivak says, uh, uh, Spivak that says this is a sticky subject. Okay. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, uh, yes, for you. Uh, cellophane, when was the last time? You've got it right there. So, you know what's interesting about, about this whole thing? Cellophane tape, I did not realize until now, most people call it scotch tape. That's right. Right. So, the, oh, very, first people, okay. the very first people that invented something used the. Um, you know, the inventor, the company that invented it, the same way that my grandmother used to say, oh, okay, it's over there in the Frigidaire. <laughs> and wouldn't say, wouldn't say refrigerator. I know. Right? You know and, and there's a lot of items like that. Right. Wow. It's I funny. I uh, hear those okay. things. And what about you, Kate? No, I was just saying, I was like, I, when you said cellophane tape, I'm sitting here going, do they need something I don't know? I was like, what is cellophane tape? Like, I actually, had, I was like, I have no idea what the heck he's talking about. Or as Pam Stubb says, we always called it scotch tape. Same thing. Well, because I okay. know it's scotch tape. I don't know it as cellophane tape. I know it as scotch tape. And I'm sitting here thinking, is that a Pennsylvania thing that I don't know this? Uh, <laughs> uh, Rosie? Yeah. I um, Well, it's scotch tape, yes. I, I use it at work um, a lot. But... Um, but not in the house. I don't know. But and not cellophane. Cellophane. We do. You know what? We have cellophane for for like gift bags. If you want, like you know, the Easter things, and you want to make it wrap nice and look pretty, we do that at work. We make the cellophane. It's it's. I don't know what you call it, but it's like wrapping paper, mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. like a cellophane. I use. We use that a lot. In okay. all different colors. And to my point right. before, you know. Elastic wrap is known as saran wrap because right. of the manufacturer. Right. Exactly. Oh my right. So many light bulb moments today. Yeah. Skipper celebrates. You don't get this on any other show. No, um, no, clearly. Like I'm I'm having epiphanies over here. Like is oh, this a, great. It's a, it's uh, a right. I pride myself in an amazing amount of retention for non-essential things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I, I don't know the right name for anything. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know the proper name for. I would have to research all of this now. Well. <laughs> and what about you, Tess? This morning, I was wrapping okay. up. Yeah, this morning, I was wrapping up something for my granddaughter. Okay, good for her and good for you. Okay, it is also. Gotcha. Um, well, I'm going to pass the next one because I don't want to talk about it. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, well, this is uh, because this is the last uh, Friday before Memorial Day. Uh, it, it, the, the next one was something a little bit morbid, so I don't want to, I want to skip over okay. that one. Okay, good. Uh, but it is National um, uh, Don't Friday. And it's uh, it's a day that is put aside. So because everyone's now going to the beach, I mean, here in New mm. York, it's pouring rain right now. So mm. uh, no one's going to fry today. But a lot of people are starting to go to the beach and everyone's, you know, going on the beach. You know, where I come from in Myrtle Beach, they uh, all the radio stations. This is a funny thing. There's they have the radio stations and like every so often throughout the day, they go, it's time to turn so you don't burn. Yes, we don't have that. Do, we do don't have, have 
When I got up this morning and I saw don't Friday, that's the first thing I thought of. But oh, I thought about I looked, food. <laughs> and I looked it up and it is for people not to fry on wow. the beach. Okay. So my oh. question, my question to each of you, Phyllis, you are a Florida uh, baby now. Um, do you have you ever gotten burned on the beach? Oh, yes, I have. Well, before I ever moved to Florida. <laughs> what was the worst experience that you had getting burned, uh, you know, uh, on the beach or that you remember? That I ended up in the hospital. Oh, oh. Baby, oil, baby oil and iodine. Uh, mm -hmm. When I was really young, and I lived in Manhattan by myself, uh, we'd go up on the roof, and we used to yeah. we used to spray salt water. Uh, and somebody told me that if you really wanted to look really good and have a really nice tan. You would take Crisco, not Crisco oil. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that burns oh. your print. Where in Florida are you? Boca Raton. Oh, Dan, Boca. Sure. Oh, Phyllis, we're close. Where are you? I'm in West Palm. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, I, see, I see a dinner coming up. Yeah. Okay. My, parents used, my parents used to live in Boynton Beach. And okay. I now live for three and a half years in St. Augustine. Okay. Oh, how lovely. And, but you know what, but where, where you are, the sun is beastly down there. So it's not like burning in the Northeast. It's like down there, you might as well just get a spatula. Yes. <laughs> really. Uh, yeah. So what about you, Jeff? Have you ever gotten burned? Oh yeah. I, I'm fair. I burn before I tear. Me too. Me too. So I'm like Mr. SPF 50 at a minimum these days. Mm. Even when I go out here, you know, because, uh, well, I, I promised the big reveal for my hairstyler moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, but I mean, S at minimum SPF 50 goes on this every day. Wow. All right. Uh, Kate, what about you? Um, actually, we took a surprise trip to Assateague, where the wild horses are, hmm. uh, last weekend. And I... Uh, I, I set timers to remember to spray my children because none of my children look like me. They all look like little Nordic children that belong <laughs> to someone else. Um, they all have blonde hair, blue eyes, and they're super fair. Wow. My, my husband's Irish, and I'm not sure if I hadn't actually given birth to them, I would have accused him of cheating on them. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, Kate. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm dead serious. When I tell you, if you, I have been asked to give someone's number to the to the mom, thinking I'm the nanny, like four times. Wow. Every playground wow. date, they're like, "Can you? Oh, are you the nanny?" I'm like, "No, these are mine. I promise, they're mine." Wow. So, um, to come full circle, I'm like run, chasing my children, spraying them with endless sunscreen, and forgot to do myself. I, and well, so I have crazy, crazy burn marks like th that are I actually am covering up. So I don't know. If it's, like, so I, I got fried. But. Wow. What about wow. you? Me? me, it was uh, in 1993 in Aruba. My friend took me. She had a timeshare. And believe me, when they say you just walk in Aruba, 
and you get it, you get it because you're close to the equator. And me, I was young and I didn't care. <laughs> and um, I'm using, of course, a uh, baby oil. Right. And I'm doing, oh, I want to get really dark. I want to get, and I'm fair, but I burn first. Then I tan, but I was so bad. They had to get a doctor up to the room. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. They sprayed me with some kind of, um, it was like some kind of, uh, I don't know, it was sticky stuff, but they sprayed, the doctor sprayed me with it. And I had to take baths with, um, uh, tea bags. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Wow. I know. Yeah. Uh, Tess. I'm sorry. I have no horror stories. No, horror <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no well, horror stories. I'm going to share my horror story, but it's not about being burned, but it is about uh, a, a summer experience. Um, I used to go when I was in my 20s. Um, I would go to Central Park. Um, I was very young. And I, some people who have seen the show before have heard this story before. But I went to Central Park uh, to lay out in the sun one afternoon and I was wearing a Speedo. And I, and I, yeah. and I, oh and I sure. well, I was, I was 21. Okay. I, I was what was that? That's like an engraved invitation. Well, I fell asleep. And oh, when I woke oh. up, my clothes were stolen. <laughs> so my clothes, everything was gone. And I, I am like looking around for my clothes. I can't find my clothes. Everything's gone. And I worked at the time at a place called the Bristol Plaza, which oh was high rise, uh, very um, swanky uh, hotel. And I had to walk through Central Park with everybody honking at me and everything, uh, making my way across Central Park making my way all the way across uh, Madison Avenue, Third Avenue, Park Avenue. I walked in and the young girl, woman behind the desk, she said, oh my God, what are you thinking? I had a uniform in my locker. I said, oh, wow. just let me get to my locker. Don't ask any questions. The cameras are on me. <laughs> I went running to my locker to get my uniform on. And I came out with my uniform on and I said you're not going to believe what happened to me this afternoon and, oh my gosh but my clothes were stolen everything was stolen so then I, I just figured it out Richard I'll bet you didn't even know this but you were probably the prototype for Times Square's naked cowboy maybe that was it who I just saw the other night again for the first time again so, talk about talk about Richard Skipper celebrates. Today is also European Neighbors Day. Okay. Do any of you have any European neighbors? Yes, I do. Okay, Rosie. Um, I have a neighbor from the Ukraine, and oh, um, she. Yeah, and she's she's very nice lady, and she could, she's broken English, and you know she's very you know she talks about her family, and she's worried still. Yeah, oh, of course, absolutely. Yeah. And what else? Yeah. No, so Rosie's the uh, winner on that. Uh, okay, now this is something that I love, but I have not had this in a long time, and it's National Grape Popsicle Day. Oh. Uh -huh. Yes. Did any of you, did your moms have the Tupperware popsicle yes. where you made yes. popsicles? Yes. With, uh, 
Yeah. I hope my mom tunes in because that was one of my favorite things in the summer of mm -hmm. my mom making popsicles with grape Kool-Aid. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Well, yeah. I think Stella made it with Welch's grape juice. Yeah. Ooh, so over. good. So uh, uh, do you, I mean, popsicles? You, are, are you oh, yeah. Popsicle fan? Oh, yeah. It's funny. I'm very underprivileged. <laughs> when we were younger, we had to, you know, great, like, like you said, the Kool-Aid, the great Kool-Aid. And, yeah. you know, it's funny because now it's like, I make popsicles, homemade popsicles for my kids all the time. And, but everything is like all natural and organic. And I think about like the crap I ate as a kid. It was like, it was like pure sugar. Like, I know, like, I know. Just dump the whole bucket of sugar in there. And I remember my mom saying, Put a little extra. It'll make it better. <laughs> well, Kate, you can answer this for. Do they still have those packets of Kool Aid? Do, can you still buy them? Actually, I I didn't see the packets, but I did see the the, the jars, like the the jars, and they have mm -hmm. them really beautifully decorated. Like their marketing is phenomenal because it does not matter how many things are on in that aisle. My five year old finds that Kool Aid <laughs> no matter what, and he's never even had it. He's never had Kool-Aid ever. Like my kids have never had Kool-Aid because it's like, it's just not good for you. So, right. you know, we do, I do like frozen berries and um, agave and, or honey, you know, local oh, you're honey. Good. You're good. Well, you know what? I have, you know, three boys and a girl and the boys just like the red dye number four makes them like homicidal maniacs. So <laughs> and then there's that. So I have to ask you, where where does your girl, uh, your daughter, fit into everything? Because that's that's the way it is in our family. There are three so boys and girl. She's the oldest. She's the oldest, and she's um, so she's fifteen, and she's definitely she's my bestie. So wow. Yeah. So that's she's fifteen, great. and actually, I have to I have to say that all four of my kids look exactly identical. But she was gifted to me. I was I actually did not give birth to her. So I only have I gave birth to my the three boys. Um, but she was gifted to me um, when she was very young. Wow. Aww. Now I want to explain our background today. Uh, normally I have bright colors. Uh, to dash, uh, today is National Gray Day. And the gray stands for gray matter uh, for uh, uh, brain cancer. Uh, and that's why I chose uh, the gray background. So if you know anyone who has uh, survived uh, or passed away from great, uh, my sister-in-law, Danny's sister, uh, had uh, a brain tumor. Uh, she, uh, when she was diagnosed with this, luckily um, she went to the Colorado Neurological Institute and they were able to extend her life for another 10 years beyond oh, wow. the time that they said that she was gonna pass away. Uh, which was a miracle uh, in itself, uh, but uh, she did, you know, succumb to it uh, eventually. So uh, it's a horrible thing for anyone to go through. Uh, so that's why we have the gray background today. So that's uh, an acknowledgement for that. So if any of you know anyone who's going through that or anything, uh, we send our thoughts and prayers uh, out to everyone. Well, and I have an older brother that's a neurosurgeon. Wow. Wow. You know, I would always be he would always be very open about talking, you know, to me about about stuff. And I would 
talk to friends of mine, I've lost a couple of friends to glioblastoma. So, you know, when I reported in to him and didn't know what it was, he, uh, unfortunately, well, very in great detail, but very sadly explained to me what, what everything was about. Wow. Wow. That's hard. We have a family that is, uh, they're, they're, they had a daughter, they're close friends of ours, my husband's friend from high school, and their daughter it was born uh, a couple months apart from my youngest son, and um, she just recently passed away from brain cancer. So oh. uh, they were both, so my son's three, so he was two when it happened, and it was just heartbreaking. God bless them. God bless Sorry. them. Uh, Pam Stubbs said that she's had two benign brain tumors at uh, two and 31. Mm. So God bless well, you, Pam. God bless you, Pam. Yes. Uh, Tasha Lombardi says her mom went through it. Um, and uh, Ampico says Mr. Fitzgerald had brain cancer. He survived more than 10 years after his surgery at Memorial Sloan Kettering. Um, and that, you know, interestingly enough, it's also... Um, nothing to fear day. Uh, so Phyllis, what's the one thing that you are most afraid of? Um, Richard, I think you already know this, that I <clears throat> was the victim of a very serious accident almost six years ago and I lost the sight in my left eye. Mm -hmm. uh, I am petrified of of something going wrong with my remaining sight. Uh, about a month ago, a little more than a month ago, I had to have cataract surgery in the good eye and I was a basket case. I made everybody I know totally berserk. Uh, fortunately, it was nothing, it was wonderful. Um, I see too much now, <laughs> but uh, oh, it's true, I came home and I realized my apartment needs painting. I saw wrinkles <laughs> on my face that I never saw before. But no, seriously, that that is my biggest fear. Richard. Okay. Wow. wow. Well, I will say this. I mean, Phyllis had this horrific accident, and uh, you are a walking miracle. I mean, you truly are, oh, and uh, just amazing. So, thank and thank you for being here today. I'm grateful um, to be anywhere, but here I am more than grateful to be here, and I thank you so so much. I really do. No, I'm thrilled that you're here. Um, thank you, uh, Jeff. What are you most afraid of? Wow. Um, well, when I was a kid, I was petrified of popping balloons. Mm. But what I'm genuinely afraid of now is because there is no shortage of acrimony and very short-tempered people, somebody taking physical offense to something that I might say that they don't like. Okay. And so I'm kind of keeping a lot to myself these days and don't feel like I need to publicly or social media wise pontificate about my feelings. I'm just kind of trying to be more observant and stay out of trouble. Uh -huh. You can share those privately with me. <laughs> Thank you. That's uh, not, you know, we're probably on the same page on that. I agree with you. I totally agree with you on that. Uh, what about you, Kate? Um, I would have to say that I'm most afraid of um, this, uh, this world and the fact that my kids are 
are, you know, especially my young kids are growing up in this world that's getting more and more uh, toxic in a sense. And that, you know, I, I want them to, you know, I had the ability to kind of grow up into, in a world where I was able to daydream and think about my dreams and my vision and what I wanted to do and all these things I wanted to accomplish. And I feel like a lot of people are in this, what I would call survival mind, where you're just trying to survive. You're just trying to get through. You're trying to like, just not be, you're trying to get through without like something bad happening. And well, I have kids that are like, you know, that with Ukraine and all these things happening, like my, my two oldest kids are like, they're anxious. They have like anxiety challenges and there's no therapist. So, <laughs> so I'm the therapist. Um, so, the, so there's, there's, they're experiencing all, a lot of anxiety because of mm. what's going on in the world today. And so my biggest fear is that, you know, they, they won't get to that point where they'll be able to rise above that and think bigger. God bless you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, my heart goes out to every parent in this country right now. Yeah, uh -huh. I can't even imagine what it is like to raise a child at this point. And I want, I've got a few things that I want to say in a few moments as we wrap up. Uh, Rosie, what are you most afraid of? Oh my goodness. Uh, um, I think I'm afraid of being alone. Yeah. <gasps> Being alone, um, live, I live alone now. I, I mean, I have you, I have great friends around me. I love you all. I, I have good friends, I don't wanna cry. <laughs> and I have great support system, but I don't know. I just don't like, you know, I have nobody to like, you know, bounce things off of, you know, when we hang up or whatever. So I miss that, mm. you know, okay. but. Rose, you're going to make me cry. So I'm going to go okay, with sorry. shortage of chocolate and, <laughs> and because I have to say that, Rose, here I'm going okay. to cry. That was good. You made that was good. Okay, good. Um, good. Water. I, I'm the I'm the water person. That's why there's no sunburn. <laughs> so um, say, there's a method. That's okay. it. Rosie, I love okay. you. You'll always have one, one. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, I won't. But, okay. uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm afraid of. Okay. I'm afraid that because of social media, that people are forgetting how to communicate with one another. Or you have that right. And uh, I have lived here uh, for 31 years Uh this weekend is mine and Danny's anniversary of when we met. Oh, and wow. so, uh, 31 years we've been together. Wow. And I go for a walk every morning. And uh, uh, so uh, I, I'm not going to do a giveaway today uh, because uh, I just want because I want to spend a few moments as we wind up to talk about this. I go for a walk every morning and uh and I did a, a talk a couple of days ago and I got very emotional about this. Uh, and I see all these children uh, going to school and uh, and I wave to the kids. I don't know them by name, but they see me and they wave to me and everything. And two houses over from me 
is a guy with a huge flag in front of his house. And it's almost as big as our the front of our house. And it's F, but it's the word written out, Biden. And I, I wrote to our town supervisor and I said, I, you know, if he wants to put a, 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 an opposing sign up in front of his house or anything, I don't have a problem with that. But that word is so offensive to me. And it's offensive to me that these children are seeing this sign every single morning while they're waiting for the school bus. Mm -hmm. And it's a sign of divisiveness. And I've lived on this street for 31 years. And mm -hmm. it's the first thing I see when I walk out of my house every morning. And it's hurtful. It's painful. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said that she's received other complaints about it. Other people have... Uh, uh, other people have uh, also uh, complained about it as well. Uh, but uh, she doesn't feel that there's anything that we can do about it. She said, really? the law is not on our side. Freedom of expression gives him the right to put this flag in front of his house. And again, uh, I don't have any objection to him having a difference of opinion. So... It's interesting that the word today is self-expression. I want everybody to be able to express themselves in any way that they want to express themselves. But this is going to be my closing remark. And I'm going to give each of you a chance to have your closing remark. And the way we're going to do this is I'm going to have my closing comments. And then I'm going to pick one of you. And then you'll pick the next person and the next person until the last person is left. <laughs> and when you're finished... All you need to do is say goodbye and the closing credits will finish and then go and put your disco shirt on and come <laughs> back with me at seven o'clock for Linda Clifford. But uh, self-expression, you have a choice to go out and put positivity into the world or negativity. And we are responsible for every action we take when we walk through our front door, when we sit down in front of our computers in terms of what we put out into the world. When I started doing Richard Skipper Celebrates, uh, going way back to when I started my blog, uh, someone suggested the title of Richard's Rants and Raves. And then someone said, you're always raving, but you're never ranting. And I said, that there's enough ranting in the world. I don't need to add to that. I want to celebrate. And that is why I do this show. I celebrate everybody that's here today. I celebrate uh, all the people that are watching the show. I celebrate all the guests that have been on the show previously and all the guests that are coming up. I celebrate Linda Clifford tonight. I celebrate the fact that we used to go to discos and we used to stay up yeah. uh, till... Uh, seven o'clock in the morning sometimes. How many times did I leave a disco and watch the sun go up and then go out and have breakfast with everybody that I was dancing with and not worry about what was going to happen to me as I was leaving the clubs? Because New York City used to be the city that never slept. And uh, as crazy as it was in the 80s when I was in my 20s and my clothes were being stolen and all these things, I still felt safe. I felt safe because I felt that everybody had my back. 
And uh, those things are being taken away from us because we're dividing each other. And I look at social media. <clears throat> there are two things going on. Social, 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 social. We're all in this together, folks. And uh, this morning in my uh, memories on Facebook, one of the things that I love about the memories is that things from six, seven years ago pop up, but it's also hurtful because a memory popped up today and it was of a show that I was planning to do six years ago at this very time. We ended up canceling that show six years ago because of the Pulse Massacre in Florida. Mm -hmm. The Pulse Massacre happened and I remember that Sunday morning, getting up to turn on CBS Sunday morning, which is a guilty pleasure of mine. And I got up, I turned on CBS Sunday morning, and that's what we were about. Some crazy person with a gun shooting random people. And some of you saw my rant the other day. That was my rant. And I'm going to say this again, and then I'm going to finish. When I was 18 years old, I was dreaming of coming to New York to be an actor. I was dreaming of possibilities. I can't imagine having that kind of hate coursing through my veins. And I still, at 61, can't imagine that kind of hate coursing through my veins. It's beginning somewhere, and we need to stop it. Mm -hmm. We need to find a way to stop it. And mm -hmm. it happens with communication and talking to one another and caring. All of us on this planet want one thing, and that's acknowledgement. We want to be acknowledged. We all want to feel that we matter. And when people don't feel that they matter, they act out. And I'm not saying that I excuse anything that happens. I'm certainly not. But make people feel that they matter. You can do that by simple actions. Hit a like button once in a while. Share a comment. Go out and do something nice for somebody without expecting anything in return. I end my shows by telling everyone to go out and do something nice. Uh, pick up the phone. Call uh, the second name on your friends list. Reach out with a phone call. Let that person know what they mean to you. And then take them out to, for a cup of coffee. Agree to get together to go out and do something nice. Uh, as my dear friend Sean Moniker says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. But I always say, if you're going to go out in a boat, <laughs> bring a skipper along. So on that note, I'm going to leave and I'm going to turn it over to you, Jeff. So you finish and then you pick the next person. And I thank you all for being here tonight. And again, join me back here at seven o'clock for Linda Clifford. I'll see you later. I gotta thank go. Thank you, Richard. I'll see you later. Love you, Richard. Thank you. Richard. Thank you. Um, I guess from my vantage point is there's way too much narcissism and verbiage out there in general. And the most important thing that somebody told me and the lesson I'm trying to do my very best to learn and with this credo is I never learned anything while I was talking. Go Phyllis. Wow. That's a big one. Um, I, I am, I want to believe, I do believe that I am 
uh, a positive person and that I, I, I spew positivity. Uh, if I didn't feel that way, I wouldn't be alive today. However, um, there, are so, there is so much negativity going on locally, globally, uh, and it has to stop. It, it absolutely has to stop. And it may be true that you don't learn if you're talking. You're probably right, Jeff, if you're listening. However, the more positivity that I can throw at people, the happier I will be. I've loved every second of this, and I thank all of you for allowing me to spew my positivity. Oh, Phyllis. Um, Kate, you're too young to have so many beautiful children, so it's up to you now, honey. Okay, thanks. Um, you know, I uh, what I do is not really about cutting hair. It's about making people feel heard. And 90% of my career is making people see the good in themselves. Because I would say most people don't even have a clue as to how wonderful they are. They don't know. They sit in my chair and they just, they can't even see it. It's staring them right in the face and they can't even see it. So my job is to show them just how amazing they are. And I think I've gone as far as writing a dating profile for someone. Because <laughs> I'm like, don't you understand that you shouldn't keep all this hidden away, that you're that special? And I think that that's a big that's a big piece of it is letting them know that they're letting them know that they're heard. And, you know, I do a lot more listening and I, you know, that's in Rose will hopefully oh, yeah. that way too, is that I really do. I want people to feel heard and I want them to feel like they're important and I want them to see all of the amazing, but my biggest mm -hmm. job, I feel my purpose in life is to uh, show people how amazing they are and reveal it to them. So I just, yeah, I think that that's, that's I think, a, a, a goal. It's a good goal. And that's why you're, that's why I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Nice to meet you, Kate. Thank you. Thank you. Kate. You're next. Me? Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I like, hi, Tess. I love you. I love the fact. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, I like what um, Kate said. Um, don't stop dreaming. You know, like the kids today, I like, we, we used to always dream and dream and, and love to dream and, and, and say, oh, kind of like structure in our minds what we want to do, what we want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't know if they do that now. And I don't want that to be lost. And I, when I'm, you know, when I'm on, I love being happy, go lucky and just silly and fun. And I just hope that this world somehow, I, I don't know how we can change the law. The law has to change, you know, um, we could do so much and we are, we do. I know you do. I do. Richard does. And for the most part, but we just have to be, um, stay positive. And uh, spread the love. And I love you, right. Tess. I love you too. Okay. When you gave right into my um, 
feelings and thoughts of what I was going to say. I was very, very happy that Richard asked me to be on today. And I felt like we shared a tremendous amount of love here today, love and laughter. And, um, you know, love is the most powerful energy. So on that note, I'm just going to say, let's go and be the love in the world that it needs. Thanks so very much, everybody. It was great to be here.